minutes past two o'clock and you're listening to the one two three show with me noreen Mir, this monday afternoon and i'm delighted to be joined in in the on the program by nathan solier fitness coach from elite personal training nathan it's great to speak to you how are you doing Great, Noreen. How are you? <laughs> yes, I'm doing very good. Um, we're still at the Admiralty Studio. Well, my, myself and my colleague, Phil, we've been uh, doing our shows uh, from the Queensway Studio away from everybody else. So it feels nice and, and clean, I think, sort of. And <laughs> distant. <laughs> yes, exactly. So at, on today's program, we're talking a little bit more about sort of low-impact uh, activities. First of all, uh, b- before we, we talk about the different types of activities, how would you classify uh, low-impact fitness and low-impact activities? Well, in, um, in the past, we've always in considered low-impact activities as in low low pressure on your joints. Mm. So no pressure on your knees, low pressure on your hips, your back, your knees, uh, sorry, your your shoulders, your neck. Um, So generally exercises like walking or or Tai Chi or Pilates or yoga Yoga, or or Qigong um, or or even, uh, you know, swimming. Swimming is also considered a low-impact activity. Um, that you know people can undertake. So this, it's actually quite a broad subject. You know, when I was thinking about low impact, there's actually quite a lot of not only exercises that you can do that are low impact, but there's quite a lot of activities that you can also do as well, like the ones that I mentioned, as well as even rowing or even kayaking or outrigging or things like this. That is, you know, a, there's no banging on the joint. Yeah, because when we talk about fitness, there's such a wide range. It's such a large spectrum of people of varying um, fitness levels. So, you know, it's important that we also have ways to stay fit um, through a low impact method. And also even for people who like to sort of do exercises vigorously or or, or maybe they, they prefer high intensity workouts, it's also great for them to sometimes incorporate low impact exercises um, on those rest days as well. Oh, absolutely. And the thing is, is I I would highly recommend it for people because if you're doing too much high impact, then that's when, you know, tendons can be strained. Um, You know, obviously we can get things like stress fractures, fractures in bones. Uh, You know, have you ever heard of um, shin splints before? Um, Sort of, but remind us, that's quite painful, isn't it? Yeah, so in the front of your leg and the lower half of your leg, there's this bone called the shin. Mm. And if, when people over-exercise or, or do too much high-impact exercise, they can get slight um, uh, a slight shearing of the bone with the muscle. So the muscle oh, that's attached to the bone, so because cool. it gets so – yeah, I know. So it gets so tight that it actually starts to pull – the um, uh, pull the muscle off the bone, which causes it to you know to create little hairline fractures of the bone. Wow. So it's very painful. Uh, but if you do uh, low impact exercises, that can actually help reverse it, or actually be because if you have that happening, if you have a shin split, you shouldn't really be exercising at all, or should you be doing low impact exercises? That's right. That's right. So I had a, a lady many years ago who had shin splints and she was an aerobics instructor. And of course, being an aerobics instructor, she did a lot of high impact stuff. So when the doctor said, look, no more exercise, you can't do any exercise. So what we had to do is we regressed everything back to um, doing a lot more um, core stability stuff, uh, flexibility, um, a, you know, a, 
Swiss ball balance work, um, yoga, uh, and and she also started to branch out from just doing the high intensity aerobics training and started going into things like uh, Pilates classes or yoga classes. So that way she could get a wide range. Her full time was an aerobics instructor, so she was teaching anywhere between um, you know between eighteen and twenty five classes a week. So you can imagine if you're doing twenty five hours a week of high intensity or high impact exercise, something's going to give. Yeah. So you know, the best way to train, especially even if you're an elite athlete, is to get a wide range of different high-intensity exercise as well as low-intensity exercise or low-impact exercise. And so, you know, one of those things that, that supports you when, when if you do, you know, if you are required to do a lot of high-impact exercise, um, maybe you're a triathlete, for example, or you're a runner, or you may be a um, uh, you, you, you may be a, um, a trail runner, for example. So there's a lot of impact in there. So, you know, it's always recommended that, you know, they've got some, some, some low impact like yoga or um, doing Pilates. I would definitely recommend if you were doing a high impact stuff, I would definitely be putting Pilates kind of training into your workout because that will also address those muscle imbalances that we get from high impact. That's the issue with a lot of high impact stuff is because, you know, over time, we um, uh, we develop muscle imbalances, and you know, elite athletes. You know, we we people that you know sit at desks, uh, and and you know we may have the, the the computer tilted the wrong way, or you may be sitting cross-legged a lot, which causes those muscle imbalances. So being able to get into doing something like Pilates, which will strengthen your core and rebalance your body and then doing yoga which will stretch the muscles that are chronically tight then then you know when you go and do the high intensity stuff you can you know you'll bounce back a lot uh you know uh, a lot better it's so funny you know when you google low impact fitness or low impact uh, activities to help you stay fit a lot of it is catered towards the elderly but from what you're describing it isn't it should really be for everyone and it's a great way for everyone whether you're old or young yeah, or, or middle age uh, to, to stay fit yeah i think it's it's a really good point because there's a lot of kids and i've noticed that with um with the physios and the osteos that have been referring us clients the there's these 12 to 14 year old boys and girls that are um, have some sort of muscle, uh, you know, have some sort of injury or, or pain or something like this that the doctor and the physio is trying to correct. And they send them to us because part of the cause is, is that they've created muscle imbalances in the first 10 to, you know, first 12 to 14 years of their life. So it's not just for old people, no. this low impact. And, you know, you can make low impact really hard too. I mean, imagine if you were able to do, in a, you know, just for the, the sake of the listeners as well, let's keep it simple. Imagine doing a set of, you know, squats and then doing a set of chin-ups and then doing a set of push-ups all in a row and then see how high you get your heart rate. And I would imagine, I would imagine every single person that would do 15 or even 20 of each of those things, they'll be blowing by the end of that. Yet, they've put no strain on their joints whatsoever. Yeah, wow. Um, what about this point of weight loss? When we think of low-impact exercise, maybe it feels more gentle and perhaps is it still effective for weight loss or for those of us who are more conscious about staying in shape um, and, and losing weight? Uh, will that work? 
Oh, definitely, definitely. You don't have to put your um, your body through, um, uh, you know, weight bearing exercises or or, or um, high impact exercises to be able to get fat loss. Like I said, you know, if you put a, a push up, a squat, and a and a chin up all in a row, and you rotated those three exercises, you will be burning just as much fat as if you were going for a run. Mm-hmm. So you know, it become like a circuit. So if you created this circuit kind of um, workout without, you know, you know, for example, like I said, you know, if, for the listeners, I hope you know all these as well. It's like if you were doing dips on a bench, um, if you were doing deadlifts, um, if you were doing a plank. Do you remember the plank, you know, when you're on your elbows and on your toes? You know, if you put a series of low-impact exercises together in a circuit, you would definitely get great results in fat burning and low in 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 weight loss. In fact, you'd probably get better results doing a circuit kind of exercise training that was in it. Like I said, if it was for a person who was low impact, you would get a better result uh, in in fat loss and in toning than you would if you went for a run. And the reason why I say that is, is because now you are targeting not only your lower body, but you're also targeting your upper body in a circuit kind of workout. So it means that you start to tone your arms and your shoulders and your chest and your back, as opposed to if you were running, you would just be toning your legs. Exactly. Well, um, can you perhaps give us some uh, examples that you do with your clients, uh, examples of low-impact activities that we can do at home? Because many of us are maybe sort of staying in, well, we should be staying yeah. in. Yeah, well, my um, favorite one is um, the horse. We miss that, Nathan. Sorry, could you oh, repeat that? Oh, sorry, I got cut off then. <laughs> um, so if you were to, um, my favorite exercise that I do is it's called a horse stance plank. A horse stance plank. Okay. It, it, it doesn't put so much pressure on your back. We're, Can you hear me okay? It's sort of cutting in and out. Okay, uh, we got to the horse stance plank because it doesn't sort of put a lot of impact on your back. Okay. So if, you, um, if you're in a horse stance position, which I mean is you're on your hands and knees. Yes. And it, you're, you're, you're dig your toes in and your knees are underneath your hips. Your hands are underneath your shoulders, like I said, in a, in a four-point stance or what I call a horse stance. And then you gently lift your knees up off the floor and all you're balancing on in that horse stance position is your hands and your toes, but you're still in that four-point stance position. Can you imagine that? Yes. Okay. And you hold it. It's like you're about to do a push-up. Uh, nearly, but the difference is is that you've got more of a, a bend at your hip. Oh, okay. So yes, instead yes. of being in a in a plank position, which you know you might you might think of that you know you're on your hands and on your toes and you're in that flat, you know flat back legs are all flat all in one line. You're still in this this four point stance position in this horse stance position, and then you just gently lift your knees off the floor, and they're still underneath your hips. Yes. And then you hold that position there. I find that's really effective because, first of all, it doesn't put so much stress through your lower back. Um, secondly, you hold that for a minute and you will be blowing after that minute. That's one of my favorite ones. The other one that I like that's really low impact and it's an awesome, you know, it also is great cardio, is actually a push-up. 
push-up. You need to have yeah. very good form for push-ups. So I've noticed a lot of friends doing push-ups and sticking it on, on Facebook and what have you. And a lot of times the form is, but they're not push. They're not touching the ground low enough. Looking yeah, like they're looking awful, right? And, yeah, they do. So, so how you can dig? You know how you can regress a push-up is is by putting your hands on a you know a small stool or putting your hands on a um uh on a on a bench or even putting your hands against the wall so that way you can do push-ups against the wall instead of flat on the floor. Okay. And you've hit a really good point. Most people don't do push-ups very well. So I would always remit, I would always ask people is is a, if you're going to do a push-up make sure you either do two things you either put yourself in front of a mirror so you can see your form and you can just glance at it or you can even talk, you know do a small video of your push-ups mm. and then you can analyze the push-ups that you're doing or even better still having someone coach you doing those push-ups so that way um, your, your your form is picture perfect because if your form is picture perfect, that is the information that you feed your body of what you should be doing in, in, in a push-up movement. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing it poorly, then muscles are going to be recruited poorly, which means it ends up in some sort of you know, um, uh, you know, over-strengthening of muscles, which we're not trying to strengthen and, and, and weakening the muscles that we're trying to strengthen because all you're trying to do is use other muscles that tend to be more stronger which is not what we want we want to be able to strengthen all the muscles pattern that you're supposed to be doing for a push-up okay um and also of course with low impact exercises it doesn't have to always be outdoors you don't have to go do the cycling or the swimming or or other things you can also stay home and perhaps do something like pilates which i know you started doing that about i mean i don't know how long you've been doing that but i remember you reintroduced it to your fitness a few years ago because we were talking about this in the in the studio yeah. one time yeah yeah exactly i you know pilates is great because the thing is is like what you tend to do is you tend to go towards the stuff that are you know that's more exciting or or you know you think that you're going to get better results with like running for example but you really need to take it in and take it within, you know, your body and rebalance your body. Because if you if you can't run, you know, with balance, then all you're going to do is create muscle imbalances. Mm-hmm. So taking Pilates is really good because it starts to strengthen your core. And I would recommend to to your listeners is, is that if you really want to do something that's low intense, uh, so low impact, is actually getting onto YouTube, and because it's uh, so many different types of exercise programs on YouTube. Now, I don't know if you you googled low impact on YouTube, but there's lots of different things like yoga, like Pilates, and things like this. Exactly, and also a lot of the times, what it what it separated to was low impact for various parts of your body. So, low impact on the knees was a big one. Uh, low impact on, on on the shoulders was another one. Low impact on the hips was another one. So, it really depends on. You, which part of your body you want a low impact on as well or is it really more whole the whole yeah. body oh no i i well look you you can take it as a whole or you can take it as 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 parts of yeah. and and that's a really good point because you know you've got some people who have got you know shoulder injuries like frozen shoulder for example and you know but their legs are super strong so why not being able to actually give a, a harder workout for the legs but do more remedial or rehabilitative stuff for their shoulder. Exactly. So I was going to say I came yeah. across I came across a, a knee friendly cardio 
hit. <laughs> so it was a high intensity one, but it was knee friendly. So I, I assume yeah. that's low impact. Well, that's it. So you know they've got this new uh, this new new um, uh, type of workout. We used to have hit, which was high in, high, the high intensity interval training, and now we've got highlight. Oh, highlight. Which is yeah, which is high intensity low impact training. Very interesting. So it's really interesting, and I think you know, for 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 many of um, many of the listeners or you know who are above forty, you know, do struggle to be able to get their heart rate up, or find activities that are going to get their heart rate right that are up that are low impact. But you know, there's this new new movement, and we talked about this you know right at the beginning of the year of like trends for 2020, and one of those was highlight training. So that's uh, repeat that again. That's high intensity, but low, low impact training. Okay, I will look into uh, highlight uh, workout routines also. So that will be that sort of high intensity, but it's also um, workouts that you can uh, a low impact version, if you like. That's right. So that way, you know, there's people who do want to, like you said, get a bit of a sweat up and, and want to burn, you know, more body fat for more weight loss or fat loss is, is that they can undertake something like a highlight, you know, a highlight program as opposed to, you know, what we conventionally think that, you know, the best way to burn body fat is through high intensity, you know, training or high impact training. I love it. Nate, every time we have you on the program, we learn something new. Up until today, I only heard about, I've only heard about, um, hit in, uh, hit trainings, but today we learned about the highlight training. So. <laughs> Great. <laughs> something perhaps, uh, for, for our listeners to, to try out. Um, can you also remind our listeners once again how they can find out more about you and your work? Yeah, for sure. So if you do want to get hold of me, you can go to my Facebook uh, Facebook page, which is um, uh, which is EPT Studio or uh, sorry, it's not EPT Studio. How can I forget that? It's EPT Studio. You can also go to my Instagram as well, which is Elite PT Studio, or um, or for holistic movement, nutrition, and lifestyle videos, you can go to my YouTube channel, which is Elite Personal Training Hong Kong. Excellent. Well, Nathan, thank you so much for your time today, and I look forward to chatting to you again next week. Thank you very much indeed. My pleasure.